0: But yeah, I was I, I, I just assumed it was an act- Okay, I just assumed it was an actual octopus thing. Me too. I was like, this
1: is some TikTok thing I'm not aware of or, or something. Yeah, that was it's, me. I was I,
0: I just assumed like an thing.
2: So it's scoring a touchdown and then the same person scores a two-point. Okay, pick- so when you click yeah. it and
0: add it to a bet slip, they say will
1: any player score a touchdown in the ensuing two-point? Wow. 2. What is that called an octopus i could tell you why eight points
2: baby
0: you're absolutely right yeah, that is octopus. it why is that stupid though
2: let's fucking go boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's going on everybody welcome to theawesomeate.com NFL Strategy Show Wild is wackiest weirdest props for Super Bowl 56. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We got some great props for you. They're not all crazy props at all. We're actually legitimately trying to give you some of our favorite props for Super Bowl 56. A couple of weird ones, a couple of fun ones. Uh we didn't include this. By the way, happy to have you with us as always. Today's show presented by Prize Picks. And hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And if you want to join, hit join down below as well to become part of the team. We didn't include this, but I had seen Octopus plus 1400. And I thought, is this a Red Wings game? You know, are they throwing octopi onto the field? Greg Ehrenberg joining me along with Matt Savoca. Let's bring them on the screen, Mike tells me prior to the show that he originally thought it was the same thing. But after further investigation, found out, Greg, that it's not an actual live octopus at all.
0: No, it's uh, it's not an octopus. I thought it was an NFT because, you know, I just see <laughs> animals. i like, yeah, this this must be what it is. But you had asked us that, like you said, you said, guys, find the wackiest, craziest, <laughs> most bizarre props ever. And let's run I a real radio yeah, exactly what he said verbatim, word for word, and he, he sent to our graphics department, guys. We need wacky, wavy, inflatable, flailing arms, too. Man, we want this to be as goofy as possible for this show, and uh, and so I was I was just searching through the DK Sportsbook, FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm looking at the novelty props, and I come across this thing will there be an octopus plus 1400? I'm like, what the, what the hell is this? So I immediately sent it to you in Slack. Never did I think to click on the bet for an explanation, but apparently the player scores a touchdown and then converts the two point conversion afterwards, as you astutely pointed out, that's eight points. Therefore it's called an octopus, which apparently some people know that's a thing.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, Matt, it's gotta be the eight, eight tentacles, right? I mean, I don't think there's any other explanation, but I, you and I, when Greg told us that we're like, wait, if that's the name of an actual sequence of plays that happens in the NFL. Apparently, it is like
1: that. Is a football term. Like I had no concept Never. that that was a football term. I totally get it. And hats off to you for making that logical jump instantly. I was like, why in the world is it called this? But you got it in an instant. It's that eight tentacles, of course, that eight points. Um, my answer is a big fat no on that one. By the way, uh, I don't think anyone's getting that as good as uh, as good as both these offenses have been. Uh, I too thought it was a live octopus when you click it and add it to your bet slip, that's when you see it. So yeah, when you say like wild and wacky, do you guys remember? It was like a Nickelodeon show in the early nineties, like wild and crazy kids. Of
2: course. Yeah.
1: It was like that low, like wild and crazy kids.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like Jordan's intro for the deeper dive.
0: (laughs) Which every single day, I don't know if he does that when, when you do it, but every, he never wants to play it. And he always tries to come up with an excuse why we can't do it that day. Yeah. So we'll transition from deeper dive to live before lock, and he'll say, "Oh, we're running a little short. Guess we can't do the intro today." Like he he never wants just record a different one, Jordan. Just oh, record yeah. a different one. I know you're hung over today. Record a different one. I love
2: <laughs> I love how he masked his voice too, like 14 <laughs> octaves lower. <laughs> it's too good. He joined us for yesterday's ranking show. He did that at night. Had a ton of fun. So check that out if you haven't done so yet. But uh, before we dive into it, shout out to our sponsor, Prize Picks. Free month of Awesomeo Plus Platinum simply by using the link in the description or the one that our producer Mike is going to throw in the chat right now. Every single thing on our site, every single sport, ninety dollars value. All you do is sign up at Prize Picks, check out their awesome platform, and when you do, use the promo code Awesomeo because you get a hundred dollar deposit bonus on top of that. When you use the promo code A W E S E M O, I mean it's a win 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 because you get the free month, you get the hundred dollar deposit bonus. And you get to play on a six site. You can go to uh, uh, prizepicks.com. You can download it in the App Store, the Google Play Store, wherever you want. Check it out. Uh, player prop platform. There's no juice on either side. You're just taking the overs, the unders, building lineups out of that. You can 10X your your, your entry fee. And even if you hit four of five on a five-player lineup, you still 2X. You still make money back on three of five. Great place to play. Great place to uh, sign up and get a free month of awesome. Uh, all of our tools created by Alex Baker himself. And lastly, of course, $100 deposit bonus. Take advantage of that. Awesome is the promo code. The link is in the description. Check it out. Prize pick sponsor of the NFL Strategy Show. So, Matt, I did a little digging today. You know, ever since COVID, you get a little lazy in life, and now you can do the the online order. So, Justine orders it all the groceries and and, I, and i'll go and i'll call them hey i'm dave in spot two it's the in the white jeep grand cherokee you'll see me and they come out right i mean we've gotten lazy and then they, you, you pop open the trunk you don't even pull your trunk open anymore you live in man you live in manhattan so you don't know about cars. you don't even know i know no. about
1: curbs. curbside yeah i've never I, seen a car in my life so right. <laughs> it's one of those things it's totally foreign so Continue i'm at on.
2: least courteous and i come out it's usually younger. people. I help them lift the bottles of water, you know, every day, whatever. Anyway, I'm sitting there and I decided I'm going to research the national anthem a bit. And I believe I've found an edge tonight or today.
1: Oh, really? I'm, I'm very excited to hear this. They just I don't believe you. Who it was. I don't,
0: I don't believe you. No, you don't. Buy it. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't believe you for a second.
2: So it's probably a hundred percent untrue, but you have, A young, I think, what's her name? Mickey Guyton, I believe, singing the national anthem, right? The first two times she sang it on record, it's been shorter. But, but this is a time to make a name for yourself. And over the past, you know, decade or so, most of these have gone over. What do we have it at? 90 seconds, I think it was, Matt, 98 seconds?
1: Yeah, and I've seen it as low as 95. So obviously, that's the way it's being pulled. It's being pulled towards the under.
2: I think Mickey Guyton's looking to make a name for herself, boys. And I think this is going to be one with some real theatrics. And I like her. I don't know her, but she said, in America, we're so divided lately and it's hard to watch. All I want to do is bring people together. So I like her already. I'm taking the over 98 seconds. She's going to blow that out of the water. We're going two minutes, boys. Give me Mickey Guyton over 98 seconds, Greg.
0: So... just in the interest, as if i have any real lean on this the interest of being contrarian (laughs) i would agree with you if she was younger but i just went and looked up her age she's 38 right so she's a little more mature in the game it's not like it's not like she's some 22 year old who's really looking to be you know showy or anything like that i would think younger they're really trying to make it about themselves maybe a little older a little more mature and you're just there to get your job done
2: Maybe he doesn't have enough air in the lungs anymore either.
0: Could be, could be. A <laughs> little a little a little past the way. The thirty
1: the mid thirties is Singer's prime. So no no no. They're thirty eight. That's late thirties. Okay, but we're still t- we're talking about the prime of singers oh, really? careers. It, it, absolutely, absolutely. And for, you would know for both- A little bit, a little bit. I mean, I I actually thought I was going to be the contrarian one saying that there's a possibility of the over here because we have performances on record for her that you could have given her an extra 10 seconds and she still hits the under. But here's the little angle I'm playing and why I'm leaning towards the over as well. First of all, it's a little bit more of a payout if I win. Second of all, there's a flyover and a big one at the Super Bowl and you need time to set that up.
2: And so I
1: wonder if this ends up being something like It needs to be between 100 and 120 seconds every single time to time up these massive planes flying over the field. Uh, Obviously, like they could sync it up to the end, no matter what the timing is, but it's just a hunch of mine that you might need a little bit more runway, if you will, if you have that big of an event happening over top, just a hunch. And that's why I'm leaning the over. I thought I was going to be contrarian, but Lofi, you started us off there
2: yeah i just think we're t- we're trending in a direction in this country where everything has to be above and beyond right you know nothing can just be classy anymore and i'm not saying it won't be i think she'll be great but everything's just got to be intense and i think that's what we're gonna get so we'll see but i'll tell you this much playing in front of that many people <clears throat> she's you know but oh first of all all of the books that offer this are just janky as shit so i mean it, it, they'll they'll screw you anyway i i would always have my wife like make some some stupid bets on these ones before like years ago so she would have you know like what color will, will adam levine take his shirt off and she'd be like oh i'm sweating this at halftime right what color shirt will he wear but what by the way you,
0: I, I think you've misunderstood what it was she was sweating I knew you were gonna say that yeah, at she, the moment you I, you think I, the she moment gave I a shit said, about the bet or your money <laughs> laffy please the moment please. i said
2: that i even had was coming I knew that was coming, but uh, (laughs) I I would always like let her do that stuff. So the one year I was like, let me bet the uh, let me bet the national anthem. It turns out that a lot of these books count the end of it from like the beginning of the last word. So if you were to repeat the word brave three times, they only count the first time you do it. So bottom line, here: don't bet the national anthem. (laughs) I mean, am I wrong?
0: It's fun to argue. Do you, think, do you think they're just skewing it towards whichever side is more of the handle? 100%
2: dude. Yeah, of course. I don't think there's any doubt about that because the over hit or the under hit in that one. And I think way more money was on the over. So I don't
1: know. And one know. thing that makes this tough is that they definitely, definitely pre-record them. And I, I wonder if people have the inside knowledge, especially by tomorrow night. So it's hard to make this a legitimate bet on all the regular sports book i'd love to see it though
2: oh yeah they're definitely leaked right like
1: they gotta be so or or sound check people people just know it's agreed it's hard to yeah all
2: right cross sport bets let's dive into this and let us know guys what are your favorite bets too i'm i'm always interested to see what the people have to say uh, on top of what we're talking about here uh little cross sport action greg do you have anything that stands out to you that you really like coming into the Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, so I want to pull up to see if the number has changed. But there was – so here's something I was eyeing because I I actually think there is an edge to be had here. We don't usually see NBA player props posted multiple days in advance. The reason being is because we know how the NBA injury report is ever-changing. So this is going to be more of a broad sense, and and then I'll get into more of the specifics. But if we see players that are listed on the injury report for Sunday – we should just kind of approach it as, oh, this is a potential value situation like an NBA DFS. And there's an opportunity to all of a sudden get a player with increased usage, maybe increased assist rate that just hasn't been taken into account for because these lines are set so far in advance for, for NBA props, which just never happens. Like if, for instance... It is eleven seventeen on Friday. We don't even have all the props up for tonight's NBA games. We've got random props up for Sunday NBA games now. So that's something to keep an eye on in terms of potential value there could be. I like be. That. that. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I saw was there was a Carl Anthony Towns uh, points plus rebounds plus one against Joe Burrow's pass attempts minus one. Look at the injury report that the Minnesota Timberwolves have right now. They've had so many guys on and off the injury report as of late and uh, just pulling up their players right now. They have four tonight. Anthony Edwards is questionable. D'Angelo Russell is questionable. Patrick Beverly is questionable. Torian Prince is questionable. Nas Reed is questionable. And Josh Koji is questionable. This is a team dealing with a whole bunch of injuries. So if we're going to see these guys still kind of banged up come Sunday, I actually really do like legitimately like uh, the Carl Anthony Town side of that prop, because I think he could be in line for a lot of added usage.
2: Love it. I do think you're right, though, about there being edges in some of these spots. You got to find, uh, what book, is that a specific book yeah. that you're looking at? DK. It is on DK. Okay, cool. Matt, what do you have?
1: You know, I'm looking at some of these, the injuries are the obvious way to play this, but also these total touchdowns versus threes made. You know, Trey Young has been meh, at the three at the the three point line but cincinnati Bengals total touchdowns are trey young threes made this so these are wild bets first of all uh i'll take trey young all day there uh i guess it is juiced a little bit towards his side but still these are really fun i gotta check this out more oh yeah yeah
2: crossboard bets are are awesome are you only looking nba greg for crossboards because that's usually where i go as well
0: it's just it's hard because also there's these other like what do i know about hockey right Right. you know like what am i going to do with any of that then there's like some weird golf ones that i've seen up here which i don't there's there's soccer ones i don't know anything about that there are mma ones which i could kind of scroll through this but also like i don't really know what to make of that that's really specific so um oh also we just found out james harden uh, officially has been ruled out because of his hamstring injury the next two games that's neither here nor there uh, but yeah, I'm looking at NBA because that's one that I actually do think has legitimate value for the reasons I outlined before. I
2: wonder if his, uh, I wonder if he really is dealing with a hammy. Did you did you <laughs> see the Charles? Did you see the all-star draft yesterday?
0: Oh yeah. It, it was so funny.
2: Oh, it was great, man. It was so good. And and you know, Charles and, and KD have had their 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 moments too where they haven't exactly been fond of each other, but I, I thought that was so good. All right, let, let, me, let me talk about this, this next one. I found this one interesting. And what do you guys think, too, in chat? The, the first touchdown score, jersey number. So let's work through this, right? The first touchdown score, jersey number, under 23 and a half.
0: I love this. And so, uh, sorry sorry to cut you off. No, no, please. I, so, I just recorded a prop video with Aton this morning. It's going to go up on the Odd Shopper channel. You guys should also be checking out, liking all the videos, subscribing to that channel. I gave out the same bet you're about to give out here.
2: Let's hear it, dude. Go for it.
0: Yeah. So, the under 20, th- I don't really understand why the jersey number is 23 and a half. Think about the players in this game. I know. Cooper Cup, uh, Jamar Chase, If either of the quarterbacks have a rushing touchdown. Cam Akers is under 23 and a half. This is a weird line to me, like almost other than Joe Mixon, every player that we consider relatively likely to score uh, the, the first touchdown in this game has a jersey number under, under 23 and a half. So I just, think the, I just think the numbers are wrong.
2: So it's T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, right? Both of those guys are, are over. But like you just said, Cooper Cup. Well, okay, how about let, let's have some fun with this. Why don't we pull up first touchdown score odds?
0: Yeah, can you pull that up on the screen, Mike? And I'm pulling it up on my phone right now, also.
2: Yeah, I, I'm pulling it up as well. But I'm curious to see DraftKings is way too way... much
1: of the probability the the t- first touchdown probability on the under. You just get way too much.
2: That's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, Cooper Cup first score plus five hundred mixing so. Plus 750, but then you have acres at that must be the only reason it's 23 and a half, right? For acres, because he's 23. Like that's the line. I I think
0: he's I think he's 20. Or is he 23 and a half? Oh
1: he's 23.
2: Yeah, acres. Oh, is he 23? yeah, um, you get Beckham,
0: you get cup, you get
1: Chase, you get both quarterbacks. Beckham Acres.
2: Beckham. So if if I'm seeing this, if I'm seeing this correctly, Matt. Uh, four of the top five in terms of odds uh, with the, the shortest odds to be the first touchdown score are all under number 23.
1: I think we're done here.
0: Yeah. And I, then, and then two of the next guys, by the way, are Tyler Higby and C.J. Ozoma, who are both hurt. And we don't even know what their deal is.
2: Right. Right. That's crazy. I mean, it's a good bet. It's a good bet. Mixon
1: burns you. I get it. He mix in burns you. And so does T Higgins, but well, you know that's the game you got to play
2: yeah and to be fair like first team to score I I have the Rams anyway as far as touchdowns go that's obviously a decision that you can make on your own but I would imagine the odds would also uh would also have them the Rams are right they gotta be they gotta be favored to score first so yeah I like it
1: yeah actually I was thinking about this from a just like a pure probability standpoint this week, if you're trying to guess the first team to score, I think that before, you know, the coin toss or the kickoff or anything like that, it's simply the win probability at time of kickoff is the, pro- For sure. the probability of scoring. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. It. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. See this, this is the, these are the wacky ones, right?
1: Oh,
0: these, the, these, the, these are the wild, crazy <laughs> ones off the wall.
2: But I think I think stuff like that can actually be useful, right? There, not a lot of people are looking at those, but maybe you can actually find a slight lean one way or the other, opposed to Gatorade, which we'll mention, but not for any real specific reason other than you just kind of have to. Uh, all right, player matchups. Is there anything? These can be fun sometimes, right? Especially if, like, you know, you're using the projections, Matt. If you're looking at our projections. Uh, you can go on DraftKings. You can go wherever you want, really, because all these these are everywhere. Not all books have the uh, like cross sport props. A lot of them, you know, aren't. You're not going to get those novelty props, which is probably a good thing. But when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the player matchups, is there anything that stands out to you? <clears throat>
1: i'm so sorry i lost where the player matchups was so one thing i will say about bowl, these sports
2: go to super bowl specials and then player matchups i'll go to you first greg i'll let you pull that out sorry
1: man. about that
0: yeah so i have it open right now and something else i'm going to mention this is going to back up matt's point and somebody posted this in youtube chat too uh who was it somebody had said that they just oh here it is uh kevin clunan had said that he just opened a FanDuel account and the book makes it so difficult to find certain props Yeah, I agree. They need to find that uh, they need to make it a little bit easier to navigate some of these props because it really is overwhelming. If you're opening up a sports book for the first summer, there's a lot of people are right now for the Super Bowl, considering how many states it's getting legalized in right now. It is it is fairly difficult to find a lot of these props. It's just kind of thrown into a whole bunch of different tabs. But yeah, if you are looking for it, it's you click on Super Bowl specials in the DK Sportsbook app, then you click on player matchups and. And you'll see stuff like, you know, Jamar Chase to outscore Joe Mixon fantasy points. Uh, most most touchdown passes, Matthew Stafford versus Joe Burrow, stuff like that. Um, so for me, actually, like Matthew Stafford minus 120 passing yards over Joe Burrow quite a bit. I'm really concerned about Joe Burrow's ability to stay on his feet in this game. Obviously, his wide receiver weapons are terrific. He's had a really good season, just one comeback player of the year but he does not have a good offensive line and the Rams have Aaron Donald and Von Miller on the other side. This could really be a spot where we see Joe Burrow sacked a whole bunch of times, like we saw in that game where they played against the Tennessee Titans. And I just worry that that kind of pressure is going to limit the Bengals offense overall. I do like the Rams quite a bit in this game. So Matthew Stafford versus Joe Burrow when it's, you know, about even odds who has got more passing yards. I lean towards Stafford.
2: I love it. I think you and I have a similar read on this game that it could be one in the trenches uh and if that's the case yeah things could get ugly i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna piggyback that in a sense i told matt on thursday that that i will die a broken man on the van jefferson (laughs) hill so (laughs) i'm going back to that like here's why i i can't do you know he stafford has dropped back 110 times in the postseason jefferson's ran 100 routes right i He's running routes on over 90% of dropbacks. He's playing 90 plus percent of steps. You guys are so sick of hearing this, who are watching this. I know. But even last game, like five targets, we got to pay attention. I think he's going to be okay. But he's had two weeks to, to heal up that knee a little bit. He's plus 125 to have more receiving yards than Tyler Boyd. And if I can get plus money on a guy who only needs one reception, to give you that big play to put you over the hump right because you don't you don't need him to be a possession guy you get 140 50 yard reception for Van Jefferson which is still possible even though he struggled and Tyler Boyd might give you 5 for 37 so uh, i'm going Van Jefferson at plus money plus 125 more receiving yards than Tyler Boyd i actually like that a lot
1: I dig it. I dig it. And, you know, Tyler Boyd, I think he's averaged 4.5 yards per reception in the playoffs. Brutal. Like, even if he gets a lot, and it was like a season long average of around 8.8. 8, so it's way down this year. Uh, excuse me, this postseason. It might lean closer to the average, but Van Jefferson's at like 15 yards of reception. So they're just very different players if he hits, especially when you got it, him at plus 125 there. You know, I have a set of my DFS lineups and a set of my bets uh, that I've just labeled the don't overthink it area of my draft or excuse me, of of my bets here because I want to have plenty of action on Cooper Cup in case he is by far the best player in this game. Like he has been in most games he's played all season. So Cooper cup plus one Oh five to have more receiving yards against Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. I don't think it's the most likely outcome here, but it's something that really interests me here. I'm going to go with that bet there. If I'm looking at one of these matchup plays Higgins and Boyd together, they don't even have to have a huge game for the Bengals to stay competitive. It's really about chase for me. So, uh, you know, there, are there are much better bets for Cooper cup, but I kind of like those odds there for him there as well.
2: These are also fun bets to sweat, Greg, because you're all like, if it's one against the other, t- you're always sweating one side of it, no matter who has the football.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and, and it's theoretically always live, no matter what side you're on, you know, cause right. it, it could be 75 receiving yards to 25 receiving yards. Team gets the ball last possession of the game. There could be you know a long touchdown pass at any point in time. So it's never a dead bet.
2: What else do we got here on the docket? Oh, okay. Um, player specials. Now, this is this is whatever you guys want, right? Whatever you guys want, anything we want to throw out there. Um, so here, here's what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll kick this out. It, it doesn't even have to be a player special, but just any specific prop that stands out to you. Mike, remove that Bengals with a catch from the sidebar because I'm going to use it here. <clears throat> so this one's fun but cj usama has to be not limited to a a set snap count and if that's the case i'm going under six and a half bangles with a reception in this game i'll tell you why the window's tight right because the ceiling's basically seven the floor is basically five right so you, you have to hit that window but all three playoff games and the last game joe burrow started in the regular season there were either five or six players with a reception. In some games, he only targeted five or six players, right? Most of them, as a matter of fact. Last game, he targeted seven, but that was only because Usama got hurt and Drew Sample had a target or two. But if you look at the way this team is constructed, and by the way, the unders at plus money, if anything, they should be even on both sides, in my opinion. Unless you're running trick plays, you know, or you get like a big man touchdown reception, I think you can hit the under here and you're getting it at even money. T, T, uh, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, the only three wide receivers to get any snaps here, right? I, I Don't give me like Mike Thomas might play one snap. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then Joe Mixon, and it's not even a lock that P. Ryan has a reception. Am I counting him for one? Yes. But if Yusoma comes in and he seems pretty confident and he's not limited, I don't think Sample's going to be, be in the mix. You get Usama. there's your six. So it really is just a matter of whether he's limited And I also think these tight ends could be kept in to block more against Von Miller and Aaron Donald, which just gives you more of a reason to think that we hit under seven there at even money. So that's what I'm going with, Greg. It's a fun one.
0: Yeah, no. And I mean, you just laid out the logic, which I think makes a whole lot of sense. And I mean, one that I'm picking out that I'm really just leaning on our projections for there's Jamar Chase and Cooper cup to combine for 199 and a half receiving yards. And it's plus money on the over. And then I look at our projections, and we have Jamar Chase project for 87 receiving yards. We have Cooper Cup project for 121 receiving yards. So the line in itself is close to fair, maybe a little bit low based on our projections, but we're getting plus money on the over there. So just kind of relying on some of the projections, the numbers that we have over on Odd Shopper, it seems to me that the over here, it should probably be like minus 115 or minus 120. Just the fact that we're getting plus 105, I think there's a little bit of value there.
2: I love that. Yeah, use those odd shopper props, too, for sure, to to compare them against each other. Matt, what do you have?
1: Well, unfortunately, this can't be played together with that bet because I like it a lot because it would be considered uh, a parlay here. But I like either Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford to throw 50-plus yard touchdown passes. One just has to do it here. And with the level of playmakers on both sides of the ball, we got Higgins, Beckham, and then, of course, Chase and Cup. I think you've got solid probability there. I mean, Cup had a 70-yard touchdown in this playoffs already. Uh, Chase hasn't had huge, huge plays, but he's had over 100 yards in both games. I do think that 50-plus yard touchdown passes are more likely in a game like this with these two teams than we have had in recent Super Bowls, for sure.
2: Greg, take over for one second. I'm going to grab my coffee.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem
2: we're on Gatorade.
0: <laughs> oh, Gatorade. Cool. So I like, I like Lofy's, like, Hey, it's time to talk about Gatorade. I've got to go because this is, this is a prop that's so important that it's time Dude, hit, for. Yeah. It's, hit it's any more like, player I,
2: specials. If you want, you, Hit some player specials too. I'm just trying to move it along. Two seconds.
0: Two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. All good. So, it, it, I mean, when we get to the Gatorade, first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to open it by saying don't bet this one guys, don't go bet the Gatorade, but. If you are in a, you know, a pool with friends or something like that, maybe I think DK might be running some of these free pools where they have you have to pick the Super Bowl color. Here's my strategy with this. My favorite Super Bowl color is blue, right? Or my favorite Gatorade color is blue. That's the one I thought tasted the best when I was a kid and I used to play roller hockey. So I go with blue because it's the one I think tasted the best. Matt, do you have any kind of strategy? Have you looked into any previous Super Bowls to see what color they go with, or you just uh, like me where you go, this is the one that tastes the best.
1: I don't have a ton of data, <laughs> believe it or not, but I do think the basic, I'm literally basing this off of what was available at the stores we used to shop at as a kid. And I know that yellow and red were the most available. And so maybe those are the most likely, I'm going to go with yellow slash green slash lime. I'm seeing it at plus 450, at Bet MGM. Uh I don't have a great
0: read on this. Well, what does I say? Is, is Mike drinking orange Gatorade right now?
2: Yeah, but he's drinking the crappy zero one.
0: Yeah, what is what is this? Yeah, it's pretending he's pretending he's strong. <laughs> I like I like how he's I like how he's I like how he's muted, but he's still not talking as if it as if it matters. <laughs> oh now it now is not muted.
2: There you go. Gatorade is the way to do that, Mike.
0: well being a philly sports fan isn't helping you with that either
2: yeah (laughs) so i was gonna go blue as well and the reason for that would be the rams have blue in their colors and they're gonna win this game however however okay it's probably a really dumb thought i mean look if i had to justify it it makes sense right but I don't know. Lemon Lime is my favorite color. I love the Lemon Lime Gatorade. Hands down, my favorite. Yep. Blue's not bad. There used to be a, uh, what was it? Like Arctic ice or something. You remember that? It was, uh, it was like a like a, a
1: kind of- Arctic a... chill, dude, what? the light blue. Was that yes. it? That's or, not or what Arctic I'm thinking freeze. of. I'm thinking of the one the that was,
2: one? it was not clear. It was like a murky clear, almost an ice look. Yeah.
1: No? Okay. Now Arctic uh, Is that, what- frost. Frost?
2: that was gatorade it the frost. frost they yes. did away with that two of the last three years have been blue though greg two of the last three years um, i'll go blue
0: all right laffy even though laffy laffy really redeemed himself there because i thought he was trying to bail on having to talk about gatorade colors but he became way more prepared to talk about than us so he gets a pass here
1: <laughs> i
2: thought okay, about I got that the for at least 30 seconds today what's up matt
1: <laughs> I got the history here. We've got here's here's the recent history. Blue, orange, blue, yellow, none, orange, blue, orange, none. So yeah, it's I mean, clearly what type
2: a of loser teams do not. It's tradition. You get guess, guess. Patriots and Ravens. Here's
0: Patriots. here's the teams here's the teams that don't do it. The Super Bowl is played in New York. You have an old coach and you go, "Boy, if we pour Hold gator on this coach. He's he might go into us. cardiac arrest right here on the that's field. A great point. We, we, that's we're great. not doing it. Hey, that's it was that.
1: warm that night. You could, it was like it hit 50 degrees. I was, I was in New York for that night. It was not.
2: They should whatever. have poured like hot chocolate on them, but not too hot, you know, let it sit for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The
1: Patriots hot in chocolate.
2: 2017 and the Ravens in 2013 didn't do it at all. Neither did the Patriots in 20, oh, or 2004 or 2002. See, that's interesting because they've done it twice, but then they haven't done it three times. I wonder, what the pro- it? I wonder what the prop was on none in 2017 for the Patriots. Probably like even money at that point.
1: Would have been a smart bet.
2: I don't know. Either way, orange is plus 200. Blue's four to one. Not bad. Purple indigo violet is uh, 10 to one. There you go. Just, just go with that one. What a stupid bet. All right. Let's keep it going here. Hit that thumbs up too if so you haven't done crazy. so. Yet. Yeah, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and remember, stick around tonight if you're uh, playing NBA, deeper dive, live before lock, all that good stuff. And then we got a huge Super Bowl live stream all the way up to lock. I think three and a half hours on Sunday. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Offensive line touchdown. Was this your idea, Matt? This was your idea, right? This was your prop.
1: Probably. I believe. Sounds like me.
2: (laughs) Do you think it's, you think it's doable? Do we get some type of trick play, right? Do we have some type of, you know, number 76 is now eligible and then grabs one on a shovel pass and bowls his way into the end zone?
1: I'm thinking like Andrew Whitworth is 40 years old and no one suspects a thing. And they put in three tackles and suddenly one's eligible. I don't know. We've seen some weirder stuff. And I, I know people gravitate towards like the quarterbacks catching touchdowns. Uh, I don't know. I, this is, these aren't like the most inventive goal line offenses in the world. And obviously they have players like on the Rams side. You got Beckham and Cup who take up a huge percentage of the overall plays inside the goal line. But seen weirder things in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I get, what are the, I can't find the odds on this one.
0: Uh it was I think I saw it a 10 to 1 earlier. Sounds
2: pretty bad.
0: All these you know how you know these lines are bad I I'm, I'm going to give out cuz I don't I don't have a specific lean on whether an offensive line will or won't score. It. I mean obviously the answer would be no. Here's how you know a bet is generally bad if the book is not offering a no prop to bet exactly. on it, then you know that there's uh, maybe a little bit of, mm-hmm. in, in maybe a potential little bit of treachery afoot. And they're trying to say like, hey, we don't think there's value on this either, but we're not going to so let you bet the other side. Yeah. So if, you know, if, if there's enough logic to it, where if you're looking at actual projections, like I said before, where you're looking at an odd job and you're like, oh, look, if I'm comparing these players, a receiving yards together with Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, it looks like there's a pretty good chance that this bet is, has a, good odds to hit and it's plus odds that to me is different than if it's just like hey is is a quarterback going to score a touchdown is it's a quarterback going to catch a touchdown pass yeah. eight to one and there's no no on the other side chances are it's a shitty bet
2: yeah or there's a no but the hold is just insane right like uh the octopus is plus yeah. 1400 yes and then minus 2500 no so, like, with a lot right. of these, even if you wanted to take granted, you wouldn't do that anyway. But even if you want I saw one earlier today that was uh, Will, what was it, Mickey Guyton, forget a word to the national anthem? No was minus 3,000 and yes. um, Or no. Yeah, no was minus 3,000 and yes was plus 900. So there's there's nothing there. There's no meat on the bone with those. But you're right, Greg. A lot of these just don't offer a no and they go, well, people will bet them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found it.
1: it's a it's a plus 2200 yes an offensive lineman will score a touchdown so even like
2: oh it's 22 to one or 20 22 to one you said
1: it's plus 2200 right now so yeah it's it's well, okay. pretty big and so you know you could put five dollars on this or something like that real small and still have a decent payout if it happens.
0: offensive lineman how about this one offensive lineman 150 to one to an mvp is that the the worst bet possible
2: that's i mean that's bad it would be unprecedented it's impossible it's impossible right it's got it because if here's the here's why this is the worst bet ever if the offensive lineman is that good either the quarterback wide receiver or running back are winning that shit before he does he's just going to pave the way to their mvp win.
1: They yeah, would have exactly. to have Add some to have- sort of, like, fumble recovery for a touchdown or, like, catch a deflected ball for the game winner, like, running 60 yards. Right. Or something. It like- can't
2: be for blocking. Yeah. That's a horrible. Or, or there, There's got to be some other just terrible bets out there. I was looking earlier. There, I, I'm pretty sure whenever you get the, uh, the promotional bets, too, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're probably going to be awful as well. It's just the way it is, but
0: by the way, I wish I would have thought of this before. This could have been a bit, what is the worst bet that you could possibly bet on the worst value? Because I'm leaning towards that offensive lineman one right now, but there's probably some really bad ones to be found.
2: Ah, It's so bad. I'm looking now there's gotta, that might be like the worst one.
0: I mean, the, the obvious answer actually is the, is the coin flip just because it's juiced. Like who's betting a juiced coin flip i mean a lot of people do except that's clearly the most negative ev that possible
2: yeah but but at least with the coin flip you have a you know 50/50 it, I, shot yeah, dude really this nice. is the,
1: this is the ultimate i just want to have money on things game like it's a tradition unlike any other it's the best part of it like people want uh, people almost enjoy the fact that they're betting on a coin flip like they're spin, spinning the roulette wheel on oh Super Bowl for sure Sunday.
2: It's a way to christen the game, right? I mean, that's all you're yeah. doing. Here, here's a bad one. Uh, here's a bad one that I would bet a thousand times over before I bet offensive lineman MVP. No touchdown in the game. Like, I would legitimately bet that ten times over before I bet an offensive lineman to win the game. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if this game goes under. Uh, and, and by a decent – obviously, you know, but like by a decent amount it would not surprise me uh at all did you see did you see this one fastest ball carrier
0: yes yeah i was i actually have that up on my screen right now as i was scrolling through and it wouldn't you think a kick returner is probably most likely for this
2: oh yeah but is matthew stafford at 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 65 to 1 maybe not the worst bet in the super bowl
0: yeah, there's – that is a 0% chance. Zero. Uh, how about how about C.J. Ozoma on one leg to be the fastest <laughs> in the game? That, that's not happening either.
2: This is kind of fun, though. I mean, you have to – because to reach that speed, you need to have some – you need to have some runway, right? Mm-hmm. So, is Trent Taylor
1: returning kicks? I think Jamar Chase is probably the best – overall athlete from a raw speed perspective on the field
2: he is but i just you know plus 275 on that is is tough
0: what about i mean Bubba, i'm not betting this but no cooper cup is 10 to 1 is it that ridiculous that he has a big punt return where he just has a lot of open field to work with and he just ends up being the fastest ball carrier
2: i don't think so they have to be including kick returns right i just want to make sure here
0: yeah, Van,
1: Van hit 20 miles an hour. I'm seeing if anyone hit 20 miles an hour in next-gen stats this year. Cup hit 20 miles an hour um, in week two. See, Van Jefferson going.
2: might just not catch a ball, so that's the difference there.
0: Mm-hmm. What, that, would, that would really... Uh, the other thing, too, to consider about Cup is he gets, he's going to get so many more opportunities than anybody else in this game. Exactly. He's, uh, like, we could just pencil him in for, you know... 12 targets and then and then his work in punt returns also i think that in itself makes him most likely
2: greg what do you think what do you think about hedging this with chase and cup
0: uh the the chase odds are just bad so if i was going to take one i would just go with cup because i think it's the best value all
2: right but
1: yeah, I think it, I think Van. What what are Van's odds at? I didn't. Three thirty thir-
2: plus three thirty.
1: Yeah, three thirty. Cup is Chase ten to hit one. It, Chase hit it three weeks in a row. He hit twenty miles an hour, which will get you on the top twenty list on the Next Gen Stats site. AKA, I can look it up. He hit it three weeks in a row, and in week in the third week, he hit it twice in a game, and we have like. Maybe two players a week hit 21 miles an hour.
2: You know why? You know why I won't bet this? Because it's gonna be the shittiest sweat ever if they don't put the next gen stats up there when the plays happen. And like you have to wait till the end of the game to know, but you have no idea how fast your player was at the time.
1: What channel is the game on? What's up? What channel is the game on?
2: What is it? ABC? Fox, Fox,
1: uh, let's see. NBC. Okay. So NBC NBC. usually shows the next gen stats more than anybody else. So I think that's less likely because Collinsworth is, you know, all in the PFF life, but I hear your point.
2: Okay. I just hope they do opening kickoff return for a touchdown, Matt. This one's fun.
1: This was fun. only because I have that great memory of Devin Hester starting off that Super Bowl many a year ago. Now it was a 2008, 2009. Uh, But I I probably am not betting this one. Um, Neither team has had a huge amount of kickoff success. Um, I don't really have much to say about this one other than if you want to bet yes, because you want to go nuts right off the opening kickoff and like have your bet hit before anyone else's that, that sounds really fun.
2: This was crazy to me, Greg, somebody had thrown this in the chat the other day, that 18 of the last 20 opening kickoffs have been returned. Now, I think we have to factor the incentive for taking touchbacks now when that rule came in in 2017. But I think even like each of the last three years or four of the last five years or three of the last four or something have been returned as well, but returned for a touchdown I just looked it up. Ten kickoffs have been returned for touchdowns in the Super Bowl. But as far as opening kickoffs go, man, this is just a bad bet.
0: Yeah, it's uh, also another one that I have a feeling they don't offer a no side on.
2: <laughs> I don't think so either. What else do we have? Any good ones? Let me see here. Um but yeah, what's the line on the walk-off field goal?
0: walk off oh, field I just goal. had it up. I'm not even sure where that what that would be under. Uh, Let's see. Walk off specials field goal.
1: maybe? Yes, okay. here it is. Game specials under Super Bowl specials. Oh, okay. It's game specials and it's plus 500 right now for a walk off field goal at the end of regular time. Oh, they're not even
2: including overtime.
1: They're not including overtime. That's sketchy. Uh
2: I mean, the odds are not good on that, but in the Super Bowl, it's not the craziest thought that a walk-off field goal wins it.
1: These are the plays I like to go when we're talking about, like, fun bets as we are today. Like, the Evan McPherson story, continually winning games for this team is fun for me. I don't necessarily have data to back up why the yes bet at plus 500 is plus EV, but it's the kind of bet where from a narrative perspective, it's fun when it happens. And if I want to put extra money on the game based on those narratives, instead of just basing it on probabilities, then this is one of those fun bets I might earmark. But like, other than that, it's obviously a low probability event, especially when you can't include overtime in there.
2: Greg, we uh we go and oh, we go and uh, kick off end the regulation uh, field goal. Sorry to win the game.
0: No, I'm looking through some of the other ones in this tab though to see if there's anything else that uh that stands out in the game specials. No, the offensive lineman score touchdown. We talked about that one. No, it, five. It's just so specific field, goal, and it has to be at the end of regular time. So that would be a no for me successfully recover an onside kick that's 25 to one that's still going to be a no Mm, yeah there's there's nothing here that i really think is appealing from an actual betting standpoint any player to have
1: 175 plus receiving yards is plus 400 i don't hate that you got you're basically just you're just pooling the probability of of beckham higgins chasing cup
2: where's the first play of the game prop for a run or pass
0: oh i saw this one before
2: run has to be juiced it has to be right yeah which i don't know if it should be what's that
0: minus 145.
2: okay plus 115 on the pass of course do you have any props that stand out, Greg? Just any type of props that you just love this week as far as like not crazy or stupid props that we want to hit on?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have one that I've actually bet on that I was kind of saving towards the end, but if, if we're getting Let's to ask, that.
2: Let me, hold on, let me just see if, we're, if there's anything else I wanted to hit on. Okay. Well, Should we do MVP first and then we'll give our best bets out?
0: Oh, that, that, actually, that actually is my best bet.
2: Oh, perfect. Let's do it.
0: All right, so I talked a little bit earlier about how I think the game script of this could go, and the the Rams' really strong defensive line against a Bengals' leaky offensive line. I think the odds on Aaron Donald are way too long for MVP. I bet this this morning, 16-1 to for Aaron Donald to win MVP. I think he could absolutely wreck this game for the Bengals, and I even think that's maybe the most likely outcome is the Bengals' offensive line collapsing underneath the pressure of the Rams' defensive line. I really like Aaron Donald at 16-1 to to win MVP. We've seen defensive linemen win it before. We've seen defensive linemen severely disrupt Super Bowls before, and we've seen it happen in the playoffs to the Bengals. Joe Burrow, a few weeks ago against the Titans, was sacked more than any other quarterback had ever been sacked in a playoff game. Sure, they won that game, except the offensive line looked terrible. I don't think it's unlikely. In fact, I think it's probably the most likely scenario that that's how this game plays out again. So I bet Donald at 16-1 to to win MVP.
2: So did I. That was my, I talked about on the ranking show last night. That was, that's why I said, I hate you. I was like, there's no way anyone <laughs> going to talk about Aaron Donald winning the MVP. That was mine as well. But I think you and I are seeing at least we're projecting for a similar game script to play out. So it's not that crazy to assume that uh, I, I think those odds are too long as well. Uh, and I'm happy, happy to get there. You know, it's funny too, because the last defensive player to win an MVP is across from, from uh, Aaron Donald Von Miller won it in super bowl 50 Malcolm Smith won it in super bowl 48 so this is not unprecedented at all and Aaron Donald's like the best defensive player that we've seen in a long time so yeah if I'm gonna throw a bet down on a defensive player to win the MVP give me the guy that's hardly human you know like I'll take that guy all day and not only Greg like you said did did uh, Burrow take nine sacks in in the playoffs the amount of or in that game the amount of sacks he's taken in the playoffs so far is the most since donovan McNabb in 2003 granted nine came in one game this is the toughest matchup he's going to face in terms of the defense he's facing and he took 51 sacks in the regular season and didn't even play in week 18 and still had sacked four more times than any other quarterback so aaron donald could make this a hellacious experience for for joe burrow i'm with you man let's get let's get that aaron donald at 16 to one that would be an awesome way to finish the game
0: yep for sure that's uh that's something like i said And you know we talked about a lot of dumb things here whether it be offensive lineman to score or stuff you know like uh, the, the the national anthem this is something i'm actually betting on
2: i think we have actually provided some good props too you know outside of all the the wacky wild and weirdest of the dude do- but uh yeah i think we have some good ones for sure matt what do you have mvp
1: well, one thing I wanted to say is that I agree with you, you know, right now looking at those odds, it just doesn't look correct. And I'm annoyed because I can't find a book in New York where I can bet on MVP right now. So that bothers me to no end. DK but doesn't have it in New York. It doesn't. I can't, I cannot find huh. it. And I was ben sitting couldn't there find with, it
0: either.
1: Uh, I was sitting there with our producer, Chris as well. He couldn't find it. So I think it's off the board. We used a, a screenshot from uh, our buddy Aton uh, to show us the odds. It was uh, not fun, but anyway, One thing I will give the Bengals credit for, they have absolutely given up too many sacks, but they have faced six of the top 10 edge rushers per PFF grades. And in 18 of their weeks in the regular season, they faced a top 25 PFF edge rusher in 12 of those. So Aaron Donald up the middle pressure, that's a whole different story. I'm not going to argue with you there, but they have at least faced defensive line pressure a lot and dealt with sacks and overcome them here. So that's just my little contrarian take. Honestly, I think one of these two big wide receivers to win MVP, again, these are sort of my don't overthink it categories. Like if if we come out of Sunday's game and we go, man, Cooper Cup was the best player on the field and it wasn't even close. That's not weird. That's not anything outside the range of outcomes. So anytime I can take like a plus bet, I think it was plus 550 on FanDuel last I saw it. I'll just take that there. Another one I bet uh, that I actually can bet is that there will be no successful fourth down conversions in the game. It was at plus 230 on FanDuel last I saw it. But right now, these two teams, I've actually been pretty conservative. And based on the research that I was doing, a lot of teams actually increase their conservativeness in the Super Bowl, trying to pin, pin back teams i'm not going to get into the whole analytics argument but i actually think you actually see a little bit less aggressiveness than you think in the super bowl so i'll take the no on the successful fourth downs
2: all right i like who do you have for mvp cup or chase
1: cup or chase i think chase was the same odds as donald i think that's that's wrong but cup at plus 550 i last saw i would take that all the time
2: okay so i was thinking about this too fellas a good way to wrap this up and uh before we do, you guys know this. I, not really, This isn't really much of like a you know, promoting stuff on this show. We're having some fun talking bets per, uh, before the Super Bowl. But we do have free content on the site. Uh, NBA player rankings, NHL player projections, and MMA pro plays are all free today. If you want to check out everything else we have, though, awesome.com slash join. All of the tools, any sport you want, single sport, all sport, week, month. Uh, you want to make an investment out of a year. However you want to do it. We have everything, all the best tools you're going to find. Fantasy Cruncher add-on on top of that. Check it out. And our Discord channel if you join. Make sure to get in on that. Uh, and our office hours in Discord where you got the pros answering your questions and helping you better your game. So uh, well worth it. No matter what style of play you are, what your budget is, we got you. I was thinking, what's your best bet ever or worst bet or most memorable experience in the Super Bowl? I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. First of all, is the Eagles winning. But that's that's obvious, right? But mentioned this yesterday, Greg, you'll appreciate this. Sometimes I'll I'll sometimes in the Super Bowl, I'll just go with a couple of bets that are outrageous, right? And you know, you go you low stakes. First pass of the game to be an interception. Uh Rams, Patriots. I bet that super long odds, Brady amazingly. First pass was an interception, but the other one was will both quarterbacks throw for 500 plus yards i think this was the i think this was the patriots falcons game i'll have to look or maybe it was 400 plus yards. i gotta look it up now but hit on that at insanely long odds so i've had some good experiences hitting some wild bets in the super bowl obviously not laying a lot on them but you always got to take a couple shots here and there for the fun of it what's your best super bowl memory betting could be anything
0: Uh, So for me, I was at my friend Matt's house when we were when we were kids and the we were doing Super Bowl squares, the boxes. And one guy won every single quarter, won, won every single every single thing. And we didn't know who this guy was. It was one of it was one of his dad's work friends who was at his house for the party. And we were convinced he cheated. And we talked about this for years that we were convinced this guy cheated. It was just one of those things from, you know, like childhood, these weird things that stick on about, and like these people don't even know that they're a part of your life. You talk about them constantly and they don't even know you exist. But then one day, like six years later, we were playing golf and he ended up getting paired with us. At a at a golf course, and we put two and two together, and we just kind of grilled him the entire time. If if he ever cheated on the Super Bowl box pool, <laughs> ends up he was legit. But uh, for whatever reason, because actually I think that might be my first gambling experience on any sort of anything. For now squares? that I'm thinking back on it, was was Super Bowl boxes. I was probably like eight years old at the time. Uh, but yeah, so that was the first the first experience I ever had with sports betting. I was convinced that I was getting screwed by the uh, by the book essentially. So. Uh, there we go. That was my introduction to sports batting.
2: Beautiful. What about you, Matt? And I can't figure well, out what game this was. I can't remember what game it was.
0: <laughs> I wasn't directly
1: involved in this one, but I was at one of those Super Bowl parties you sometimes end up at where like half the people are like don't even know what football is and they're just there to Super Bowl and they like don't even have any idea what's going on. And it was, I think, 2013, the year that Beyonce was performing the halftime show. And you know, it just ended up being one of those rooms where like the game was like loud and rambunctious, but all of a sudden when the halftime show started, it was like silence. Everyone is watching intently. And it turns out that this room of people I didn't really know had money all over this Beyonce halftime performance. And there was money flying around the room. We had no idea what was happening. People screaming their heads off during this five minute performance. It was absolutely wild.
2: That's awesome. I'll tell you I- I, there was a game where both quarterbacks threw for like four hundred plus yards, and I can't remember what it was. I don't know. Maybe I'm just dreaming it.
1: <clears throat> but is anyway. it Foles and Brady? Foles didn't maybe have those. Steps. Nah,
2: Foles I think was like three eighty six or something. Okay. I can't, yeah. I can't. I can't. remember what it was. uh right, whatever. It's unimportant. But anyway, this has been fun, fellas. So we got our favorite bets in. I'll recap a couple of mine just so we're not like bogged down by all this crazy stuff. Uh, I like Van Jefferson over Tyler Boyd. You're getting plus money there. I like, and, and again, it's not just a prop, it's the odds you're getting too. I like even money on under six and a half players to have a reception for the Bengals. Pay attention to CJ Usama, though. If he's not on a snap count, I think he plays 90% of snaps, and that makes this a much, much better bet. Uh, Greg we both like the Aaron Donald one for sure uh what, what are your what are your favorite ones for for this uh, Super Bowl 56
0: yes so my actual favorite ones it was the Aaron Donald's win the MVP we had that at 16 to one and then something else also it was plus money plus 105 for Cooper cup and Jamar Chase to have 199 and a half or more receiving yards and actually for reference if we're just line shopping it, which, you know, is kind of the point of what we have at Odd Shopper also, which is trying to find the best lines of the best books and just comparing some of those numbers. Uh, so DK has that at plus 105 for 199 and a half. Fandle has it at 200 and a half, so one yard more, but also has it even money as opposed to plus 105. So at least that would indicate a little bit, a little bit of value.
2: I like that. Matt, favorite bets overall, just to recap here for all of our listeners and viewers out there
0: cooper cup to
1: win mvp the don't overthink it bet and there will be no successful fourth down conversions in the game plus 230 over at FanDuel. last i checked
2: let's do it let's do it we'll be back with you do we have super bowl show content tomorrow i'm sure we
1: do i mean it's just like every
2: day at this point uh tournament strategy neil and oh you and greg oh no is that yeah that's tomorrow right you got a tournament strategy show tomorrow yep okay good stuff And then we've got just, I mean, we're running the gauntlet on Sunday. We got NFL First Look at 3.30, 4.30 Deeper Dive, 5.30 Live Before Lock. We're doing it big around here, boys. Matt Savoca at Draftaholic. Greg at G. Ehrenberg DFS. You guys got anything else going on that we should know about?
0: Uh, I mean, just the just the usual stuff, NBA Deeper Dive, NBA Live Before Lock. You know, we'll be doing those shows later on today. NBA Injury Report, I'm going to do that with uh, Adam Schur in the afternoon, which always is going to be important for the NBA site, especially now because there's so many players who are moving around from team to team with the trades, and we'll be covering that, even though it's technically an injury report show. Anything that's changed roster-wise, we're talking about that as well.
2: And Matt, you got a lot of stuff going on for the uh... – you got a bunch of VO, uh, videos on demand, short content coming out. You're on the Live Before Lock show on Sunday, so you're going to be busy, man.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got you covered with those contenders videos, those top plays. I got a matchups column. I got a top props column to add on to this show here. And, of course, I'll be with you leading up to kickoff. That's going to be really, really fun that last hour before.
2: All right. And may and I'm just looking at this. It must have been like 350-plus yards for both. and It was Foles and... And Brady. I can't find the other one, so I don't know. But there was something that went on that day. I was drunk. Anyway, follow me at Lafay underscore D. L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Shout out to Mike Lawrence for producing the show. We'll see you back here. A little NBA action tonight and a whole lot more coming up on the channel throughout the afternoon. Peace!